0: Everybody, it has been a long time, but we finally made it back to getting some recording done. It's the very terrible podcast brought to you on Spotify and all your favorite podcast servers. Either way, we've been gone for a while. School is in session, and B is not here today because she's busy at school. So you're stuck with me in the solo show, just trying to give you guys an update and where we've been and what we've been doing. Just uh, went back and updated. The Facebook and Instagram feeds, and uh, we, I realized that we've been doing this death pool. and We got it from a different radio show, we got it from 102.5. They've got this thing where they, you know, you get points for people dying, and that's what we ended up doing. So, we made our own death pool list. We've posted that up to the Facebook and Instagram pages for you to check out. And uh, with the death of America's favorite game show host, Bob Barker, I am on the board. Nope, that was supposed to be a cash register sound. Take it to the bank. So Bob Barker passes away at the age of 99, uh, from apparently from you know, being just 99 and Alzheimer's disease. And, uh, yep, so I don't know. We don't have a, an end for this game. We decided to set this game up after we heard about it on a different radio show. Then we go through and we make the list, post the list. We do all this stuff, and we're watching, and we realized we have no idea what we're going to do for a— Prize. We don't know how to keep score. I think we're just going to end it on the end of the year. Whenever the year ends, we're just going to just say, okay, let's see, let's add up you know, ones and see who wins. And then I don't know what we do from there. But hopefully, on the next episode, uh, college football season is back. Week, is, uh, week one is already complete. So hopefully, we'll get B back and we can start doing some college football predictions. And hopefully, it goes better than last year because we started a few weeks of college football predictions and then the hurricane hit. And then we lost a whole bunch of stuff and a whole bunch of time. And, uh, yeah, even in the last few weeks, we've had some near-miss hurricanes here. And it's hurricane season. We're right in the midst of it. So we're going to hold on to real tight to everything, and we're going to hopefully be able to get you guys some college football picks as we go through week by week. Speaking of college football, uh, a few—I'd say it's about almost a month, and this is how long it's been since we've been together. Almost a month ago, Lori sends a text to my phone of a screenshot— that says that uh, College Game Day is going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina for Week 1 of the Dukes-Mayo Classic, North Carolina versus South Carolina. Um, We have family up in North Carolina. The game is in North Carolina. And uh, I think we've discussed it on previous shows that I have uh, almost crippling flight anxiety. So that's fun. Makes for great vacations. (laughs) Makes for a good time. So I decided that uh, to you know, continue my journey to try to make myself better that I was going to make this commitment to go to this college game day experience and the football game and see some family and see some friends while I'm up there. Uh, I of course invite B cause her and I do college football together all the time. And, you know, she had uh, a little bit of issues on her last time. She went up there uh, on a flight. So she was a little nervous and I was a little nervous and we mixed our nervous together and we made it work. Um, Yeah, it was uh, quite the challenge. We really, we put some time into it. We watched videos. We joined online groups of people with flight anxiety and the tricks that they use. And, uh, you know, we went to the airport over and over and then watched just planes take off and land. And we would go have lunch at the airport and we'd have snacks at the airport. You can park at the airport for $3 an hour. So if you can spend an hour and a half, drop five bucks. And it helped us on our way. Uh, And actually, a really good move on her part, come to find out, and this is what we learned, is that if you ever have the choice, take the early flights. Um, The first flight we took out left at 6 a.m., which, you know, they want you at the airport two hours early. And if you're doing math at home, that means we have to be there at 5 a.m., which means we have to leave the house by 4 a.m., which means I've got to get up at 3.30. And having flight anxiety and not being able to sleep and then having to get up at 3.30 for a 6 a.m. flight, as you can imagine, very, very tired. Um, But we actually did really, really well. I was surprised, Um, pleasantly surprised. Uh, You know, the last time I had flown was before COVID. Uh, We had, I had uh, whatever the uh, regular brand, no, you know, no brand name for Valium, whatever the uh, generic is. And uh, it was actually, I think it was around January 6th. It was the January 6th, uh, Washington issue, because when we were flying, you know, we flew up it was okay. It wasn't great. Had a great vacation, and on the way back, um, I ended up. I, you know, I saw the line of people going into Washington D.C. all pissed off and angry at the world, and I just got really jerky and nervous. So I took, you know, twice as much as the suggested dosage, and it hit a home run. I tell you, I was relaxed. I was having a great time. So, I call my newly assigned doctor because when you work in a field like I do, we change doctors and change insurances every year. So my doctor, uh, pretty much through a a meeting of saying, hey, I'd really like to have this medication again so I can have a good flight and I can, you know, be able to do this with my family and have a good vacation, tells me that he doesn't believe in the medication, so he will not be writing me a prescription for anything. He just believes I have to suck it up and do it. So I thought as a doctor, that was some shit. Um, But yeah, so I basically had to go with this doctor that said he doesn't believe in that medicine to which I'd love to say, well, I don't believe in CPR for your family, but here we are. So we, uh, I had to go cold turkey, which I guess at the end of this whole thing is, is was my goal in the first place was to go cold turkey. So cold turkey it was, and a cold turkey sandwich is what I was given, and a cold turkey sandwich is what I ate. Um, did did really really well uh, on the way up. That early morning six a.m. flight, you're still half asleep. Got a couple of Dunkin' Donuts in us. We get on, you know, we we nervously get on the plane. Uh, My father stepped up and uh, upgraded our tickets from common folk to first class, which is that was the biggest difference maker, I think. From going into where the cattle sit all the way in the back to sitting up where the, you know, the upper echelons would sit. Yeah, it's the same plane. Yeah, it's only another, you know, 150 feet up in the front. What a different experience. The seats are wider. They recline. There's drinks ahead of time. Um, still did the flight with no alcohol. I had orange juice and I had Coke zero and, um, yeah, I wanted to keep on my toes uh, in case B needed my help. but uh, having that first class upgrade was just huge. You know, the downside of it is that we're never going to fly regular again. You're just never going to do it. Once you go first class, you realize what's up there. You're you're just going to pay the extra money. That's all there's going to be. So, uh, yeah, we get on the plane, we do our thing. I bought uh, a pair of what are they called? Uh, sound sound blocking headsets, the soundproof headsets. And I bought those for me. <laughs> and once I got on the plane and I realized how, you know, that, you know, B was going to have a little bit of difficulty with it. She had bought herself a neck pillow and then I had the headphones and I decided, well, you know, why does she just go ahead and take everything? And then she said, you know, out of the kindness of her heart says, well, you go ahead and take the neck pillow. I'll go ahead and take the headset. Just a home run for both of us. The headset blocked out all the sounds that was, you know, making her nervous and upset. I had a neck pillow and I was exhausted. I actually ended up almost falling asleep. Had just a you know really great flight all the way up, and then we uh, we come into Charlotte Airport. So off of the adrenaline rush of of getting off of a very very beautiful and smooth flight from a in a uh, was it 787-800, um, we get into the Charlotte Airport. And coming from Fort Myers Airport, now, granted, having flight anxiety will give you one thing is you don't know shit about airports. You don't know which ones are good and which ones are bad, and this is where you go hang out, and this is where the snacks are. You, you have no idea. All I know is in Fort Myers, there's nice restaurants and there's bars and things you can get at in the common area. And then there's also more bars and restaurants you can get to in the uh, departing area you know, where the, everybody's is really in and out, the high security area. So that Fort Myers has everything. We get into Charlotte, and you get off in this, you know, beautiful area full of bagel restaurants and snacks and stands and all this fun stuff. And you're like, oh, I can't wait to eat because it's now you know eight o'clock in the morning. We haven't even really had a real breakfast. We're gonna go ahead. We want to go try to get something to eat. We have to go pick up our suitcases. We go through. We you know we go through what I did not realize at the time was the minnow trap of this airport. Once you go out of that area, you can't go back into that area. So we went out to go get our luggage because luggage was the priority, and we were not allowed to come back in. So now we're <laughs> stuck in this middle of a construction area. I, we're they're calling it a remodel. It's just terrible. It, it's a shithole airport, Charlotte uh, C L T, Charlotte, uh, you know, international airport. Um, just a, a shithole, dirty. Half under construction airport, and that the pisser was is that I wanted to go back, you know, into the part where oh, like look, there's these delicious snacks and things I can eat and I can have a drink and we can do things and no, 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 you're not going in and back to any of that. Not only were you not allowed to go back into that, they are very adamant about telling you you are not allowed to go back into any of that. So uh, we were stuck with the I don't even remember what it was called. It was called like the the Charlotte's. It was basically a 7-eleven stuck in the basement of the airport. And it had uh, overpriced sandwiches and overpriced salads and uh, Pepsi and Cokes and things like that. So I, I remember vividly paying $14 for a half of an Italian sandwich and one Mountain Dew. So they had you there. Uh, we got to, we uh, spent a few hours in the airport by the time my sister would came down from where she lived in Raleigh. Comes down to the airport to come pick us up. We... Uh, got to spend lots of time people watching. Culture shock. I kind of forgot that it's a politically different area. So you get into the, uh, you know, you leave Fort Myers, land of the free in Florida that didn't close for COVID. We go back up to uh, democratically run North Carolina, not to make this political, but you can tell attitudes are different. I mean, you get off the plane and there's people still wearing masks. And I, went, I don't know, unless there's some new variant that, you know, we we know there's a new one. But half the people in the department have already had it. It's not a big deal. Uh, you know, there's there's stands that, here, take a free mask. I'm like, for what? <laughs> what are we taking a free mask for? But, you know, the distancing, the mask, there's these stickers on the floor. It's like time travel. It's like I went back to 2020. But so in, in an airport that's half under construction and full of cranky people, uh it's american airlines hub so you have the heavy influence of american airlines there however just a dumpy airport best of luck to them i hope the remodel goes well uh let's see here i wrote everything down in the in the phone today so uh we get out from the airport you know my sister comes picks us up we go to we had rented a vrbo house i don't know Verbo, is that I, I don't even know how to pronounce it so it's uh, not Airbnb, but the other one. And we rented a, a house for all of us to stay in, friends and family. Um, it's not available till 3 p.m. Of course, we land at 8 a.m., so a lot of holding your hand on your ass and waiting around for things to open up. Uh, my sister comes, picks us up, and we find—I mean, she's not from the area either, so we're all flying blind—we find a park. And yeah, another one, you know, you go from Florida— to North Carolina, you can go outside and breathe the air. It's amazing. I went outside and went, oh, it's it's only sixty-eight outside. This is fantastic. You can breathe the air, you can feel the breezes. You're not already soaking wet as soon as you walk outside the house. It's not half bad. I'm like, okay, and then you know we so we get in the car and we start driving along, and holy shit, there's hills. I you you don't have hills down here either. So now. We go through and we have hills. We're driving up and down and around corners and things like that. And I'm like, you you, you don't get car sick, but you can definitely feel a difference of, you know, flat Florida pre-made you know, right angle roads versus the things with curves and hills and blind curves and things like that. Another thing that, that the roads have, which I did not, I don't still, I cannot, unless someone from North Carolina can email the show uh, right on Facebook, right on Instagram, something. Explain to me, North Carolinians. What it is about, like, we're going down a three-lane road. The lane on the right just stops. It just, there's no merge arrows. There's nothing. It just kind of disappears. Boop, done. Then all of a sudden, people shoot over, and off they go. Now, they don't use blinkers either. So as much as we talk trash about Florida drivers, and they're not great, these North Carolina drivers are just as bad. So everybody's cut in front of everybody else in lanes that run out. Or if you have a car that you just don't want, you have to make a stop or you're an Uber Eats driver or a delivery driver, FedEx, UPS, doesn't matter. You just stop in the right lane. Hell with it. Just stop. No one gives a shit. And, yeah, this is how they do it. And you're just kind of going along and, like, you know, lanes are running out. Like, you know, so we, we had some difficulties navigating through the city of Charlotte. Uh, we go to this park once again. Beautiful top-notch parks. Over in Cape Coral, Florida... We have a, we got a $66 million go bond for parks. So parks and recs could to upgrade their, what they have. They could uh, add new parks. We can do all these things. My God, these guys couldn't hold a candle to what is happening up in North Carolina. Big, long, beautiful parks, hills, green grass. Everything is cut. Everything is clean. A little creek or a little half a little river runs right through the middle of it. I mean, it's postcard pictures. And then you come back and you look at these Florida parks where they're half swamp water, all the time flooded over from the torrential downpours, and it's 912 degrees outside, so your ass isn't going in a park anyway because you're going to get eaten by mosquitoes. So what a wonderful time we had. Even walking through just, you're walking around, it's on grass that feels good on your feet, and it's not 900 degrees, and the air was fresh and everything was good. Uh, We were able then to uh, take a bunch of time there. And spend time with that. And it just makes you reflect on what you have versus what you don't have. Um, yeah, we got some catching up to do. We went then, uh, yeah, as time went on, we were getting close. We got a text message you can get in the house. So we went to the grocery store. Once it different, just everything Everything was fun different. I guess that's the way I would put it. It was a fun different. The things that, like, there's a certain brands of soda that friends of mine, like down here, were like, if you ever go up north, get me sun drop Cherry lemonade, whatever the hell it is, it just sits on the shelf up there. It's just like, yeah, nobody likes it. It's sitting right here, you know. Things that we take for granted or they're hot commodity down here, commonplace up there, and I'm sure it's vice versa. But uh, the price is surprisingly high. You know, we went to uh, Food line which I w- is I guess the equivalent of the Walmart grocery of the North Carolina area. Um, yeah, you know, it's the dollar for dollar. You're like, yeah, you definitely notice you're paying more, the sales tax is higher. Uh you you can definitely tell that's it's, it's a little bit extra to to pay to play there. Uh getting into the getting into the house, good time. You know, we, we were in a little older area in Charlotte. So in this little older area, and the houses I'm thinking are from the 1930s. I mean, they are very old. They're updated. You know, they have new interiors and things like that. Know, but you can tell it's old construction. Once again, you're on hills. You walk up, this, walk up this driveway, you get in the house. Well, here's what happens. If you have a house from the 1930s and it's built on a hill, eventually the foundation's <laughs> going to settle. The damn house was crooked. <laughs> you're, I, I'm in the living room and I go to walk into my bedroom and you can feel yourself walking downhill. And I went, well, this is weird. So I kind of mentioned it to everybody who all of them live up in North Carolina. And I said, hey, did you guys ever notice we're walking downhill to go into the bedrooms? And they went, yeah, it's an old house. That's just what they do. That's just what they do. Down here, I've got people in Cape Coral and Fort Myers that are like paying money to lift their houses up to make them higher than the next hurricane not to eat their house. And these people are living with crooked houses. And like, eh, it's just the way it is. Don't be We'll put new trim up. It'll. You'll never notice. So... That, that's, once again, it's a different culture. It's a very interesting, very interesting area. Uh, the trip was short. The trip was only three days. It was one day to get there, one day for football, and then one day to hang out, and then we went home. Uh, college game day. College game day in my house is a staple. There is a rule around the house that you are not allowed to talk between 9 a.m. and 9.03 a.m. on Saturdays when Reese Davis does his voice-in intro. It is the best. I don't even like television. I don't watch television. I couldn't care less. I'm telling you, that is the the three minutes every week where I will sit there and I will listen to Reese Davis do his voiceover intro for College Game Day. Greatest thing ever. So we get to, uh, in Charlotte, in their big main city park, is the setup for College Game Day. And the one thing I will tell you is that you have seen it on TV. You have... Yeah, watch the cameras and they have the cameras that float around and all that stuff. It is bigger than you think. It is more congested than you think. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah, as we're sitting there, standing there, we got there two hours before the show started. And even at two hours before the show started, uh, over a thousand people are already there. They've been there since 530 in the morning. Yeah, you're, I'm only, I'd have to say almost a football field back away from the stage. And that's hours before the show starts. And now you've still got more people showing up and more people showing up and the roads get clogged. And then, you know, there's porta-potties, I guess, for the bathroom. So that was the whole thing. But, you know, even those lines start getting long and you realize, oh, this is this starts feeling like a concert. Uh, when I was younger, we used to do these, you know, heavy metal mosh pit concerts and you're just shoulder to shoulder with all these people pushing and shoving. That's what it was. But it was for college football. But, you know, I mean, what a really great representation, though. I mean, all, any major team that you... Woodroo for had some fan there. So even though we're in Charlotte rooting for North Carolina or South Carolina, which was the majority of the fans by nature, I'm in there in my USF garb. Uh, B is wearing her Wyoming shirt. Uh, we've got people that, you know, the Ohio States, the Michigans, all the big names, and then even like smaller teams, the Hawaii, the Texas Techs. I mean, all that stuff. Every, I, I really felt like I saw just about every team, somebody had something from there. So what a really great time it was. Everybody behaved themselves. There were no fights. There were no problems. But, uh, you know, once again, it brought the city money. And this is the part we we got, I think we got to, the show starts at 9. We got to maybe 10.30. You're just standing there. I've never seen a TV show before. Now, for any of you who have ever watched a TV show get made, especially a live TV show, there's a lot of standing around. There's, there's so much standing around because if the show's not going and people aren't cheering, they go to commercial break. Everybody just shuts up and stares at each other. And there's a little hoot-ha or whatever it is here and there. There's really not a lot going on until you see the show come back up. And then you get everybody starts in again. Uh, there, between, you know So between takes and things like that, you just stand. And then the sun came out. And then North Carolina goes from very nice to just regular Florida hot very quickly. And as long as you're in that direct sunlight, boy, I tell you, you catch it. We so we caught it and and we just realized we're like okay this isn't so great and we kind of moved around we saw some things used the bathroom and now it's ten thirty it's time we gotta find we gotta find something to eat I was very I guess surprised and disappointed in the fact of uh, there's the main i say the center of the city was this park and around the center of that city are all the restaurants but half the restaurants are open and half of them are still closed now here's the thing there there was no You can't serve beer before a certain hour because that was already happening. There were no restrictions on anything. So my question was simply this is if I owned a restaurant, why in the hell would I be closed on a day where you've got just thousands of people that need to eat standing right in front of your building? But half of them were closed. They didn't open up till I think 11, 1130. At that point, we're just, you know, we couldn't find anything else to eat. So we ended up just, I I don't remember how we did. We found something to snack on and we got the hell out of there. And, uh, because the college game day show starts at 9 a.m., the kickoff to the game that we're going to go to for that whole college game day doesn't kick off till 7.30 p.m. And there's a lot to do as far as eating and napping and, and watching regular football on TV until that time. So that was, but the college game day experience was very uh, surreal, you know, very busy. Uh, we got fairly close. I'll try to get some pictures up on Facebook and Instagram of that. But uh, at, 7, uh, at 5.30, they opened up the gates. So at 5.30, we go back around the park area, back to Bank of America Stadium. Now, we're going to break down Bank of America Stadium because it's an NFL-caliber stadium, fine. And I don't think they've ever had a Super Bowl there. Or they've never had anything. And we're just accustomed to Raymond James because that's our local stadium. Raymond James has had multiple Super Bowls there. It's a, it's a good city. It, it, it has the space to entertain. It has the amenities to entertain. And it does what it has to do. And this is what we've gotten. We've become accustomed to it. To me, that's just normal. This is Raymond James. And this is the what I thought was a mediocre stadium at best. Because you see the ones out in Los Angeles and Las Vegas and the new generation of stadium coming up. And Raymond James is not going to be able to compete in the future. But Bank of America Stadium is 10 years behind Raymond James. So he gets up to this. You know, It's very pretty on the outside, sure. And we selected the seats intentionally to have... There are skyscraper. The Charlotte skyscrapers are off to one side. So when I I picked uh, seats intentionally to sit in the opposite corner, so when I take pictures of the field, that they would have the skyscrapers in the background. The uh, happens to be the South Carolina sideline. So you know we we get into the stadium, and it's not as updated as Raymond James. It is hard to get around. There are no signs as far as where you need to go to get to your section. So we are in section. I don't even know. It doesn't make a difference. It started with a three. That's because we were up that high. So we were up in the nosebleed section. And we'll just say, for argument's sake, 355. I don't even know. So, you know, we're looking for 355. You can't find it. We could find 155. We could find, you know, we couldn't find any arrows that go up. So just from being in stadiums, B was able to find, There oh, there's a ramp. I guess we're just going to go up the ramp. And we walked the ramps all the way up. We found our way there. But limited signage, uh, different uh, food concession stands on different levels. It was just weird. Pizza on the first level all over the place. You can only find one pizza at the third level and it was in like the wrong corner. It was just, it was just all messed up. So, and then, uh, Raymond James, when you go out to the concession stands, every upright and every post out in the concession stands has some kind of a TV on it. It has, uh, the game that you're there to see, or, you know, it'll have, NFL red zone and if you're there for an NFL game it'll have something going on so while you're standing in the draconianly long lines trying to wait forever for your food and you know whatever overpriced item you're going to get that you have something to watch to keep yourself entertained so when you hear the crowd go nuts you kind of figure out what's going on by watching the tv Bank of America no tvs <laughs> best of luck to you Yeah, you know, we ended up finding we had to pick up a few things of food the crowd goes nuts no clue what's going on you know they did have water misters, that was the only good positive thing I could find. Is they had the little spray heads or the water misters to keep you cool, but yeah, no TVs. Uh, things were kind of older, not exactly kept up, not exactly clean. Prices, once again, North Carolina prices are just higher than what you're used to paying, but you're there for the experience, so just do it. Um, but yeah, so you know, Bank of America Stadium comes up short on on the big, on the whole long term, you know, for the stadiums and stuff, you can tell that. I don't know how you're going to fit another one in there to tear one down or put one up, but they got work to do. And you can see from the Las Vegases and Los Angeles that the new generation of stadium is well on its way. So now we go, let's talk about these fans. I guess from being a supporter of the USF Bulls all these years, you become accustomed to a certain brand of fan Uh. I I can't even describe to you how these—you ever seen, like, a a rich little spoiled shit whose dad is a lawyer and you know he doesn't—he's never going to get in trouble because his dad will always get him out of trouble. And he's got on a ridiculous button-down, like, polo shirt with a pair of khaki-type shorts and some boat shoes. That was every fan there. Every one of these cookie-cutter, snotty-nosed kids just all fell out of the same stupid conveyor belt of shit and just snotty little assholes, and you know, just you just you're just around them, and they just they weren't they were rude. They don't understand the simplistic way to walk around a stadium. It's like driving. If you're walking, you walk on the right, no matter which way you go, and everybody gets to where they gotta go. Or if you're up in the nosebleed section, like we were, to go up the stairs or go down the stairs, if whatever way you go, just go on the right. These fucks, they go out and they're like having conversations in the middle of the stairs. They're having conversations in the middle of the aisles. They're the fuck. The, and then game day, they're bringing their dogs down. The game day is loud and crowded, and the, the poor dogs. I felt bad for the dogs. I mean, it's, the people are bringing their dogs down. Just, just shitty people. So if you're a North Carolina or South Carolina fan and you have a pair of tight khaki shorts or a button down shirt, you can go fuck yourself. You're terrible people. Um, we've decided that my you know, that B will not be attending North Carolina or South Carolina based strictly on what we saw at the time. Uh, So, um, the game we're going to go see is called the Duke's Mayo Classic. So unbeknownst to me until that day, Duke's mayonnaise is a big deal in North Carolina. North Carolina is the home state of Duke's mayonnaise, and you don't bring Hellman's around anywhere around a North Carolina house. So, uh, much to the chagrin of some people I work with who hate mayonnaise, uh, there was a lot of mayonnaise based activities, mayonnaise eating contests, people soaking themselves in mayonnaise, stacking jars of mayonnaise like jenga blocks. just a lot of fun stuff. they, they were giving out mayonnaise hats and they had mayonnaise shirts and they had all this other stuff. So it was the uh, but it was a fun theme, fun theme though, all the way around. And uh, from what I can tell, we have Duke's mayonnaise down here, and we've had it only because it was on sale once or twice, and as they say, it's got twang. Um, and then, so the, yeah, the game was fine. Everybody had a good time at the game. North Carolina comes out on top big time over South Carolina. South Carolina's got some work to do. They have no offensive line. Their defense struggled. Spencer Rattler could not buy himself enough time and he needs new receivers or needs healthy receivers. It was a one-sided affair. North Carolina came out for Mac Brown's 100th North Carolina win in stunning style Uh Drake May is an excellent quarterback, well on his way to big things in the NFL. Their defense was on point. It was, I think it was the defense of the week that ESPN had taken a vote on, but it, they were stellar. Uh, just a one-sided affair, really, overall. North Carolina dominates South Carolina in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. And the uh, th- so the next day is our free day. Go around the city of Charlotte, uh, partake in the city-based activities, uh, once again, it, it was it was a fine city. It's just got it, it's very expensive. You don't you don't hang around in Charlotte unless you got some money in your pocket. Um, surprisingly low amount of hipster activity. So Asheville, North Carolina, hipster capital of what I assume is America. Uh, not that far away. You know, North Carolinians love their craft beers and uh, breweries. Went to a couple in the Charlotte area. Really, though, not very hipstery by standard. I mean, it was very well, very nice and clean, very upkept, very new. So, so that was a surprise I wasn't really expecting. But, um, yeah, like I said, we, we, we spent some good family-quality time. And then on the way home, once again, it was funny. As with the whole flight anxiety thing, the flight anxiety kicks back up the night before. Oh, God, get nervous, get stomach cramps, get all this. You know, it, it's a real with most anxieties it's real to the person who's having it so not the best flyer but you know i had this great flight on the way up so i'm motivated i'm like this is gonna be great and b's got her headset and i've got a neck pillow and you know it was a 9 a.m flight so it wasn't terribly late and we got to go back into charlotte airport and stay in the nice section this time because it's for people that are leaving so we got to have dunkin donuts and then we got to sit there and have like the clean bathrooms and the clean setup and it was That part of the Charlotte airport was much better. Um, And then we take our flight home. And I don't know. Once again, having flight anxiety, I don't have a whole lot of experience. With my having limited experience, the only thing I can tell you is that there is a difference between Boeing and Airbus. Boeing is what we took on the way up. And we had a great time. Airbus is what we took on the way home. And I've taken the Airbus before. And I don't remember. But I think we had an old military pilot. This guy wanted to manually fly the plane everywhere. He didn't, I don't think he wanted to use the uh, autopilot because he absolutely just manually flew this plane and you could feel every single thing. And uh, through a lot of the research we did, we you know, coming in for your final approach, there's a, a, a method to which they do it. This man did not use that method at all. It was, it was very interesting. You know, you should either, either take your, you know, either gain or lose altitude up or down, or you're turning left or right. This guy coming into Fort Myers had the nose down and he's turning and he feels like he's trying to power slide it into the wind and the whole plane's bouncing. in that. So that wasn't so much fun for any, you know, either B or I to to have to deal with that. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was the, the flight home. We did get home safe and now we are back. But uh, she's back in school, and I am back here with you after quite a long break. And I have not done my part to keep up on the shows, and I apologize for that. You just have to make time, and I haven't been making the time. So um, that's basically all we've been up to. I'm hoping to get her on the show soon. Let's, maybe even before today. Well, I'm sorry, not before today. Today is Thursday. So maybe we can get her on before college football this week for week two. If not, we'll get her on before week three. We'll start some college football uh, college football predictions that you can get involved in as well. Come and find us on Facebook. Uh, let's see what are we on now. We are on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I don't even know. We're not on TikTok, uh, Twitter. We got Twitter. Nobody cares about Twitter X or whatever the hell that is. Um, yeah. So otherwise, that's JDVT. At Uh, podcast at gmail.com and you know where to find us and with that and my my little exit music that I do thanks again for joining us everybody it's been a very terrible podcast